And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, today's show is one that I think is going to impact just about everybody because we do live now in the digital age, a digital world, if you will. Most of us have some type of online presence and some of us more so than others because we use it as a brand. We use it as a way to push out what we do for our career. And we obviously want it to be the best possible. And so when I was on my social media platform journey, it worked for me in many ways for quite some time. And then I found myself not being served authentically. We'll get to that in just a bit. And I had to pull myself off so many different platforms to get myself in a more balanced state. And now I'm only on a couple of particular platforms. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Snapchat. And I'm not going to divulge why I'm there, but I'm on there for mostly purposes, keeping up with family, and then also slight ways to network my podcast and my radio show. So I thought a few weeks back, I need to have a guest on my show that could really be an expert in this and really break down the pitfalls. And then I came across Peyton Garland, and you can check her out, peytongarland.squarespace.com as we have the conversation. She's a great, great author. We're going to be talking about one of her articles here in just a minute, but she's a guest writing coach for Broadleaf Writers Association. She does features on mental health awareness. Going to have her back on the show about that because I think that's just a tremendous thing that does not get enough airtime. Also author of a debut book, Not So By Myself, and it was pushed by former White House Press Secretary Dana Perino. That's no small potato there. And also, Peyton, explain yourself, a wannabe rapper. Uh, I, I know maybe this is your next career venture, maybe because you got so much caffeine, you're like myself, a coffee connoisseur. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, I think... With rappers, I think it's just lyrical genius because the lyrics are actually very meticulous. Often they're spit so fast that no one recognizes the, the pure talent that goes behind it. So I, I write words because I can go at my own pace. But people who can create such beauty and then it's such a fast tempo, I mean, that's just that's some real talent right there. It's really true. They are just wordsmiths at their best. Well, let's dive into the show. I'm tremendously excited about this social media lifestyle show because I really believe it impacts so many people. Again, as I said, personally, and then from a brand building perspective, there was an article on kprz.com slash article several weeks back, and I had to take note of it because it really hit home for me. And thank gosh we have you on the show because, I mean, it is just something that I think is going to change lives. It was originally at crosswalk.com. Three warning signs against living in pursuit of a lifestyle. Now, obviously, I guess at the surface, you would read that. Well, what's wrong with, you know, having a lifestyle and have it be positive and, you know, having a successful career, but it goes much deeper than that. And I, I think what we can do to start, Peyton, is really talk about my social media platform journey. When I was getting my radio show out there a couple of years ago, and then it lives on the archive section at the websites and also trying to push that out with uh, maybe an individual podcast as well outside of radio, it can be quite daunting because you're on all these different platforms and they all kind of work a little bit differently. And as you're doing that, especially if you want to impact like myself, as many people as possible in a good way, you're comparing yourself to other shows, other similar shows, and you find yourself constantly checking the numbers. And if the numbers, because you know your self-worth, at least you should, 
don't match up to these other similar type shows and personalities, you get discouraged. And then you start doing a little bit of a mental self-check on yourself. Well, I'm maybe not as good as I thought I was. It starts to affect you. And then you find yourself, okay, well, maybe I'm just going to step it up. So you're always on. And in my case, that would be my radio persona. I'm, my radio persona is always on. And I'm always on the different platforms, checking them, trying to vilify myself and make sure that I'm living up to my own expectations leading to overload. And let's get into that first. Let's get into the overload mode without diving into the particular warning signs why if people aren't careful, they can reach this overload point and that is not a healthy thing. Yeah, I think what happens is you you receive the sort of overload that isn't necessarily from physical exertion, but it's emotional and even spiritual exertion. And it's it's kind of like the hamster wheel effect where you're just running and running and spinning and spinning, checking your numbers, checking your likes, checking to see who's followed you, checking to see who's unfollowed you. That that's a that's another rabbit hole you can go down. And what happens is you just end up on this lifeless cycle of not ever being fulfilled enough because it doesn't matter how many likes you get, how many reshares, how many people follow you, there's still another number to beat. You know, we talked about how much I love rap music and one of my favorite Christian rappers, his name is NF, you know, he says in one of his songs, all I do is make another goal that doesn't lead to freedom. And I think as human beings, we think goals and checking those boxes and getting those numbers is going to satisfy our souls. But I think there's more to us. And we're such deeper, more complex creatures than just a simple like on a social media platform. Oh, 100%. You know, we need that interaction, which, again, we're going to get to in just a bit on how that affects our human interactions. So let's get into the red flags now on where maybe this is starting to become a problem for you. And maybe it's not a problem for you. Maybe you have it balanced. And if you do, great job. Maybe this is just a natural way for you, whether it's personally or building your brand and you've got it locked down and you're also not letting it affect your personal life and you're managing your screen time. But that's the first one. Screen time controlling your day. When maybe you find yourself, okay, I got a notification, it's on Facebook, I got to see if that's regarding my show or if that's regarding something else, I got to log on. If that is your mentality, that's not a good thing. No, because for me, for a while, it was, oh, well, I hope it's a comment because the algorithm picks up comments more than likes. And if someone liked my picture, I was almost frustrated. Well, if you liked it, why couldn't you comment on it? And then I'm thinking So refreshing hearing you say that I I was actually in the same boat. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's one of those things where, no, someone just really loved that picture of your obese, crooked-eyed dog, Daisy, and they just wanted to heart the photo. And and I'm totally not thinking of, oh, they just, they enjoy seeing my life. I'm over here almost passive-aggressively mad at someone on the other side of the screen because they didn't validate me in the way I thought I was working. Did you ever have the thought, Peyton, and I can't even believe I am admitting this on the air. Did you ever have the thought, okay, I put all my hard work into this article or this book in your case, or in my case, into this radio show. And I thought it was really good. And even if it was based around, maybe it wasn't based on my dog, maybe it was based on my radio show and they clicked like, they liked the show, but how dare they not leave a comment and tell me what they thought about the show. That happened to me quite a bit. That was not healthy. Oh, no, no. And and I think I I also held family and friends to an impossible standard. It's like, oh, you're my very best friend. So you should show up 
every single time and comment and like and reshare and, and all the things. And I don't even do that for people myself. So it kind of goes back to the, the simple golden rule. If you're not doing it for people, it's not really your place to expect them to do it for you too. Yeah, I would, especially with my sons over the years, uh, been a single father for, well, since they were three and they're 23 now, so very long time. And one of the first things I would do when my radio show would be complete over the years, especially if I thought it would be one they would enjoy, Peyton, is I would instantly share it with them. I'm like, hey, I want their feedback. And if it was on social media, they'd give me a like. Or if I sent them the link over text message, I wouldn't get a response. And I felt deflated but why should I? I shared it because that was authentic. I wanted to share it with them. And whether they have a response or not, that should be up to them, right? Oh, of course. I mean, if you're, especially in, in the Christian realm for me with my, my book and my articles, if you're trying to create a space of vulnerability and authentic faith, it's not real authentic if you're presenting the content for the sole purpose of feeding your own image or persona. I, I mean, it's kind of self-destructive. I, I know when my book first launched, we were still in the middle of COVID. It was around December. People had already bought Christmas gifts, and I wasn't seeing the numbers I wanted instantly. And I remember telling my husband, Josh, I said, I'm not writing another book. I'm not doing this. I put too much effort into this, and I'm not seeing it reciprocated. And then I stumbled on this little book called The Prayer of Jabez, you know, about Jabez in the Old Testament. He only has a few verses. But this whole book dives into Jabez's prayer that says, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from every evil that I may not cause pain. And, and I remember actually praying that prayer over a stack of books I had at my house. And I said, God, just enlarge my territory because I'm miserable trying to pursue this on my own. So, so you do it. And I kid you not, three days later is when Dana Perino reached out to me and asked if she could endorse and promote my book. That's awesome. When you really have the authentic way of doing things, especially when it's based in prayer and you let God take the lead, you're going to see some amazing results. And that's kind of what, is a great tool to have. If you try and constantly just push this and push this and push this on your own, and you think if you spend more time doing it, and then again, as you and I were just talking about and sharing, we had very similar situations where we weren't getting the numbers we wanted. So what do we do, Peyton? We expand on the screen time. We expand on the effort and the amount of times that we have to be on in order to accomplish that when it really doesn't accomplish anything. No. And, and looking back and thinking through some of those red flags, you know, one of the biggest ones for me was I was so disengaged. From yeah. That's the next one being with, disconnected with the from people. the people in our day-to-day yeah. lives. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing for my husband to be sitting across from me in the living room and, and he's asked me a question or he's commented about a show we're supposed to be watching together. And I don't even respond because I didn't even hear him because I am so immersed and checking all of the stats and all the comments on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on anywhere else. And, you know, I've got the love of my life sitting across from me trying to make eye contact and ask about my day. And, you know, it's kind of, kind of a jerkish way to say, Hey, you don't really matter right now for me to just be so engulfed with my phone that I can't notice people. 
Yeah, that's why. And I don't know what you did because I know that you kind of shifted some things around. Myself, I literally pulled my plug on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, for a while, I pulled my individual podcast outside of radio. I'm going to be getting that back out there shortly now that I have a handle on not being mostly on social media. Uh, the only social media platform I'm on is Snapchat. And there's not a whole lot you can do with that, but I love fun photo filters and I can connect with family and also certain guests that I've had on the radio show. And I also use YouTube. I actually scout a lot of guests that way. However, when you find that you're really not at the forefront of your family, none of that really matters. You, If you can't make that authentic connection for those that matter most, that's when you need to step back. And that's what I noticed was happening with me. So step back, reassess, maybe go into some deep prayer and then re-engage at that point. Oh, sure. Because I mean, the reality is that you're supposed to be, or at least in my opinion, you're supposed to be on social media to share light and life and encouragement and, and presence for people. And if you can't be engaged with the actual physical people standing next to you, I'm not sure that you're in the right headspace or heart space to try and engage with people on the other side of the screen. So what about this last one here? I know these are three pretty big red flags and this last one can go back to when you're feeling overwhelmed and maybe you've been feeling overwhelmed, but you just keep pushing yourself and that's life feeling empty. I mean, that's, that's some pretty bleak times where you might need, unfortunately, and I'm all about mental health. So if you need it, go get it. You might need some therapy. You might need some counseling. It would be a very healthy thing. But if you've reached that particular point, you got to pull the plug on some of this online stuff because it's not going to get better. And, and the pressure is not going, it's like a pressure cooker. And eventually it's going to, you know, the, the, the top's going to blow off. Right. And, and I think, you know, what, what happened with me is I realized not only was I trying to get all the likes and the follows to boost my platform, but there were two other things I was doing subconsciously that were not healthy. You know, number one, I was trying to distract myself from my own life and my own monsters and my own closet and things that I didn't want to deal with. And so what better way than to just keep scrolling? It's a very mindless action. It can make your mind quite numb and then you don't have to think about the hard things. You know, so not only am I trying to distract myself, but I'm also pushing myself out there in front of people as authentic and I'm not really being that authentic if I'm pushing myself out there just to push myself out there to hope someone turns around and follows my profile. And so between distractions and in the name of vulnerability, really not being that vulnerable every day on social media, that can kind of make you step back and go, wait a second. I don't, I don't even know who I am right now. Like who is this person showing up for social media because she's not matching the person who's not on social media. You hit the nail right on the head. And when I was talking about my past experience and always having to be on that first part, I felt like I was having to be my radio persona, but not really being myself, if that makes any sense. Although I am authentic on the air, I, I'm not just me, I'm radio me. And so I felt the more time that I spent, as you just said, being out there and having to plug the radio show, okay, I just posted this, particular version of the show. It didn't really get the amount of followers or likes that I wanted. So what do I do? I repost it and I post it again. And you're finding that you're the deeper you go, there's never the line of satisfaction. 
because you always want more. You always compare yourself to others and that's when it becomes unhealthy. And the longer you do that, the less authentic you get and you find yourself almost wearing a mask at that point. Yeah, and I think, I think eventually, in all honesty, people catch on to that. Even though they might not know you, even though it's on a screen, I really believe as human beings, God's given us this crazy ability to recognize what is true and good and honest. And I think eventually people can start to realize, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's really her, or I'm not sure that that's really her life. Like, can life go that well? Can you look that good for social media all the time? And what I learned is when I do show up now, it is very honest. It is, very vulnerable. It is without all the crazy filters and all the insane hashtags. It's just me being me. And I think that's where people want to go. I think that's what draws them to certain people's profiles and pages is a real authenticity where they are showing up just because rather than being addicted to the numbers, they are addicted to this idea of having a community where they can encourage people and other people can encourage them. Noah here and across the county, Peyton Garland, my guest, as we continue the chat, go to peytongarland.squarespace.com. Check out all about her book, Not So By Myself. And Peyton, you know what? It's so true because I would try and do things on my radio show where over the years, I feel if I've put myself out there and if I'm vulnerable and if I'm not all happy and cheery and I share the things that are really going on in my head and maybe things that discourage me, people relate to that. Cause you know what? Life is not all sunshine and rainbows as much as we would like it to be. So to be able to share what's on your mind, if you're in that audio realm, I mean, that's key. Or if you're taking pictures, as you just said, for your social media, you know, don't put on the filter and all of the makeup all the time you're on screen. Hey, look, this is me like it or don't like it. <laughs> right. And that's so much more freeing because I think what you're doing without knowing it is when you show up as yourself, on social media, you're reaffirming that self is enough. You're never going to be perfect. That's why there's God. And that's why there's grace. So the more you just say, Hey, I'm here, this is me. And and this is what I can share with you today. You're actually not only just sharing your true self to other people, but you constantly are reaffirming over and over. Hey, who I am, even off the screen is worth showing up and being there for other people. The real pitfalls of falling into the trap that is building a so-called lifestyle or becoming a media influencer. I mean, I hear that term thrown around so much out there from people online. Hey, I'm a social media influencer or I'm a lifestyle brand builder. And if they're successful at it, great for them. But I hope they're doing it authentically and I hope they're not always trying to fall into some of these traps that we're talking about. But what are the best ways on that note to hold yourself, to hold ourselves, Peyton, accountable if we want to have this online presence, but not really get to that overload point? I think you have to be very hands-on. I think you can make lists about ways to strategize to do better. I think you can talk to yourself in your head about it over and over. But for me, until I physically did something, it never got better. What I eventually realized, you know, when I wasn't having engaging conversations with my husband, what I started doing is anytime we went to grab coffee together or go to the grocery store, I on purpose left my phone at home. That way there was no way I had any distraction and it could just be 
me and him. It might not be any kind of fun, adventurous date, but he and I going to the grocery store together, that was 30 or 45 minutes where I said, hey, you're worth more than me scrolling and, and checking my likes. And so I think you've got to find something hands-on that you can consciously commit to. And I know in today's world and marketing, this is how so many people, you know, make their livelihoods. I don't negate that some people really do need social media for their livelihood. But I encourage you to have those specific times when, hey, when the husband is home, hey, when I'm sitting down for dinner, hey, when it's time for for my prayer in the morning, the phone is physically not in the same room as me. It is gone and it is away. And once I started doing that in small increments, just 30, 45 minutes at a clip, it really started to add up because I eventually said, hey, wait a minute. I actually have a better headspace when I'm nowhere near my phone. That's a great tactic to use. And another one I just noticed from a friend, which I respect, and I'm going to try and start using it myself. I encourage others to do so. I went to text him about being a guest on my radio show. Hey, I'm Barry Shore. I'm going to call you out. I was going to text you, Barry, about a radio show that we had just done. And then I noticed at the bottom, before I started typing on the phone, it said, has silenced notifications, will not get your message. And I've never used the silent notification feature. I know what it does. I've just never used it. And I almost still text him anyway. And I thought to myself, well, that's just rude because he's trying to have this away time from his electronic world to whatever he wants to do, whether it's family time or enjoy some personal time or be out to dinner and just have a quiet moment. We should all be doing more things like that, even if we're building a brand, Peyton, because that unplugged time to just be you is critical. Yeah, for sure. I think I, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's actually another strategy. That was something hands-on I did with Instagram. So Instagram was my pitfall. I think that's where most of us millennials tend to flock to. It's where your Gen Zers go. It was the hardest thing in the world to delete my Instagram, I have to say. Oh, yes. Instagram is easy because it's one, one picture that you can filter, throw some hashtags on it, and it's out there for the world. And what I did is I didn't necessarily want to delete my and I really couldn't with, with all the book stuff I have going on, but I silenced all the notifications because what happens is every time there's a zzz, zzz, I just had to pick it up over and over just to see who liked it and not even to see who liked it, but to see how many people liked it. And I think that was another thing I noticed is I was no longer processing the people who were showing up for me. Yeah. Personally. You started processing the numbers. Seeing them. Yep. They were just a number and, and that's a problem, you know, like that's a heart issue. So under all of this, comes back. We're going to relate this spiritually as well, because I think there's a bigger connection than most people realize, Peyton, uh, is, is grace. So obviously, you know, we get it in our heads that maybe we're burnt out. That happened to me uh, over two, it was probably about a two year period before I decided, hey, this is enough. I'm pulling the plug. And I did a lot of prayer on it. I'm going to point that out. I said, do I really want to pull back from all my family and friends, despite the fact that I'm feeling this way? And as much as I didn't want to lose those connections, I said, well, they're family and friends. I'm still going to reach out to them. And so God told me to pull the plug on those various platforms. The Instagram was the hardest for sure. So which life experiences have taught you the most about grace? Has it maybe been this online social media journey or has it been something else? You know, I'm a perfectionist (laughs) 
at heart, I, I grew up in a very ritualistic church culture where it was all about the law and no love. So I learned from a very young age, unfortunately, to check the boxes, to smile on cue, to know what to say, when to say it. I was your Christian school kid, the valedictorian of my high school class, the sorority girl in college who was put on a bright, shiny pedestal because she was pretty much the only virgin in the group. I was the person showing up and doing everything all the time that I was supposed to, strictly because I was supposed to. But, you know, when life gets hard and adulthood hits you smack in the face, you can't be perfect all the time. And, and I think for me, going from being such a perfectionist and having this persona, especially on social media, to ending up in a therapist's office and getting diagnosed with OCD, I think that's where I had to learn a lot about grace because I, I had to learn that not only does a good God give grace, but if I want that goodness to be in my heart and my soul, and I want to share it with others, even on social media, I have to give myself that grace that God's handing to me. That is so awesome. And I, I, I think people seek out these lifestyles of being an influencer in some way because they're lonely, you know, whether it's, I know your husband either was or is a pilot and there's, so there's a lot of time away from each other, or maybe just somebody doesn't have that significant other. And so this is a way to fill that void as it were. So, but what advice would you give to these people? Maybe something you've experienced personally to help fill that void with something healthy. Yeah. So my husband is still a pilot. And like you said, it kind of comes with a turf as far as I'm the man and the woman, the Mrs. Mister is what I call myself of the house most of the time because because it is lonely. And I think in that loneliness, if you're not okay with who you are deep, deep down, I think you do show up for a lifestyle because you're hoping the lifestyle validates you as a person. And so it sounds crazy and it's very hard, but those people who feel lonely, I encourage them to put away the distractions and sit with the silence. Because believe it or not, I think God uses the silence to speak the loudest to us. And I think that's where we can start to see where the gaps are, where the holes in our heart are. And until we recognize those specific areas, we can't address them. Like for me, until I had to be by myself with Josh gone all the time, I didn't realize my mental health was in such an unhealthy state. And it wasn't until then that I actually went to therapy and got help. And so I think therapy is wonderful. I think medication is God's miracle for the modern man. I encourage all those things, but I don't think you're going to know exactly where your soul is lacking until you face the silence away from all the distractions and the noise. And maybe a good thing to do too. Maybe if you notice that feeling that you're a little bit overwhelmed and this is how it started for me, Peyton, as we wrap up the show here with Peyton Garland on across the County, I said, okay, before I was even thinking about deleting this, these various platforms, let me take a social media break. So I just deactivated the accounts without actually deleting them. And I have to tell you, the silence of not checking the notifications, the constant notifications, or the thoughts that would be constantly going on in my head, how many different comments have I gotten on my show or not gotten on my show? Maybe they just liked it. And it was the most refreshing thing I have ever had the pleasure of dealing with in my 20 plus year career in radio. And that's when I made the decision to rebalance a couple of things, to delete most platforms, kind of still having an online presence. And it was the best thing I ever did. Oh, no, I think that's fantastic because the thing is, 
people want to see your life on social media. They're trying to show up for you. And here's my thing. If you can't put down the phone, you can't live enough of life to turn around and share your life with those people. That's right. You know, I mean, what can you actually offer them when all you know day in and day out is who's on the screen in that moment, in that second? I mean, that's, that's not much of a, of a life worth sharing, to be honest. Well, I've enjoyed this chat about the social media lifestyle. For a lot of the influencers out there, I hope they've been listening because I think these can be some great tips to not get you off any of the platforms per se. If you want to, great, but dial it back a little bit and have a little bit more balanced lifestyle so that you don't feel overwhelmed. But I'd like to end in the next 60 seconds, Peyton, with this. And I've enjoyed our conversation on mental health and spiritual health, which I just found out today that you're a big advocate of, and I'm going to have you back on the show and talk about more of it. But how does community play a role in all of this? You know, examples I know that you have from green tea and therapy in your book. Tell us about this. Yeah. So my dear friend, Wendy, she would get coffee with me while Josh was away. We'd meet up at this coffee shop in Atlanta once a week. And finally, one of these days on one of these coffee shop dates, she just looked at me and said, Hey, you're not okay. What's wrong with you? And that's uncomfortable to ask. Even as a friend, she, she breached the uncomfortable feelings and said, Hey, something's wrong with you. And because she not only loved me enough to ask me, but she had also loved me enough already to share that she already had OCD herself. She's the very reason I went to therapy and I got diagnosed and I got on medication and I now, I now have freedom. And I think community is vital because without honesty coupled with love, there's no room for growth. Whether you're building a brand or even just individually, you have to constantly as a human being be moving forward and growing so that you can be where God wants you to be. And if you're not growing, that's a real problem. No, absolutely. And I think growing is where your fulfillment lies for sure. Amen to that. Well, Peyton Garland, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about these things, mainly about the social media lifestyle and how we can all do a little bit better in that realm, again, from a personal or brand building perspective. And also just quick snapshots on mental health, which I'll pick your brain about next time, because I think that's so important and especially the digital world that we live in today. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely honored to be here. Noah here and across the county, go to PeytonGarland.Squarespace.com. Check out her book, Not So By Myself. Also, you can get it on Amazon and her article, Three Warnings Against Living in Pursuit of a Lifestyle. Read it at Crosswalk.com because it's going to definitely change your life.